shit we're back he told me to he, he told me that he lives a sucker proof life it's mr rob fortune thank you for that introduction now i'd like to introduce this man you can listen to his side hose when they say eight inches is is enough it's big dick jomo you know what you're the only person who supports my um my unnecessary uh uncut fucking uh monstrosity of a dick that i have thank you you're welcome and it, it, i had a girl tell me it's too much i did have someone tell me it was too much and it was not my wife she was like oh that's she's like thank god she's like you got a shit personality but you got a great dick so that's <laughs> all worked out <laughs> all right all right all right thank you rob i love you all right he tells the thai lady boy make it rain as he gets a money shot on his face that's mr jack falcon yep 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 but. Yo, so today is three weeks. I haven't had a drink in three weeks. What are you drinking, La wow. Lacroix? What are you doing? No, this is polar. Oh, yo, got to keep it Worcester's finest, my friend. Yeah. Um, let me uh, let me get into the news with you guys real quick. I'm gonna mix it up. We're not mm -hmm. doing fuck Mary kills anymore because we are better men than that. We are going to do in the news uh, this week. So in the news this week, we have Lizzo. She's uh, fat shaming her dancers. She says that they're too overweight. That they're doing <laughs> X, Y, and Z. And the first thing I thought to my head that came to my head was like, oh, the pot is calling the kettle black. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lizzo, you piece of shit. So, it, I mean, I guess fat people can be hypocrites, I guess. I don't, I, I don't know. Mm. You know, it is what mm. it is. And then um, if you're not abreast on um, some of the alt rock from the early 2000s to 2010, we had Ian Watkins. He's a former singer of uh, Lost Prophets. Um, previously, he was convicted of 13 child sex offenses, one of those being the attempted rape of a baby under the age of 12 months old. Jesus, Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Yeah, Ian Watkins. Look it up. So, Ian Watkins now, thank God, is in critical condition after being attacked for hours and being stabbed in the neck by uh, fellow, uh, fellow uh, prison mates out in uh, England. Mm. So... I just want to say you got what was coming to you, my friend. You got what was, yeah. and if they need commissary money, let's get a GoFundMe for those guys. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to give them my full donation. I'm just going to say that uh, they should have did the job proper, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> Are we ready to talk about some goddamn rappers today? Are we ready? Yeah, oh, let's go. I am. Oh, oh fuck yeah, daddy. So, Jomo, who are we talking about today? Bro, we talking about some badass motherfucking rappers, right? Two of them I'm kind of okay with. We're talking about Pop Smoke. We're talking about Nipsey Hussle. We're talking about Big L, who's a motherfucking... This dude has like a dick the size of a fucking anaconda. <laughs> and then we have Big yeah. Pun, whose literal gravitational forces will pull you towards his music, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. Whether you want to so or not. <laughs> all, all of these rappers died incredibly young. Um, so Pop Smoke's the first one we're going to talk about. He died in, uh, he was 20 years old. He died in uh, February of 2020. He was shot. Uh, his wasn't gang related as some of the other ones were. Um, he was on like vacation and someone broke into the house and shot and killed him. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. 
Uh, Nipsey Hussle, uh, he died at 33. He was shot uh, also. I think that one was gang-related in March 2019. Uh, we talked about Big L, who was also shot in 1999. And then Big Pun who died in 2000, February 2000. Oh, these guys all died like almost in the same month, like different years, but February 99 was Big L, February 2000 was Big Pun, February 2020 was Pop Smoke, and then March 31st, 2019 was Nipsey Hussle. Wow. So uh, Big Pun died from a, a heart attack and respiratory failure. Jomo, do you know how much Big Pun weighed when he died? Bro, I read this shit. Big Pun was almost 700 pounds. He was yeah. almost, uh, almost on my 1,000-pound life. Like, <laughs> God, dude. Yeah, was. yeah, like in the pictures, he doesn't look that big. I guess I need like a quarter for scale. Sometimes it's hard <laughs> to tell. But like, he doesn't look 700 pounds big. He's wearing yeah, a lot. He he's wearing a lot of black. He's wearing a lot of black. <laughs> Makes it look slimmer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Takes about 300 pounds off. It's a fisheye lens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, all of them died very early in life uh, and they all had very promising musical careers. Uh, and some of them still do. I think some of the careers of these guys are going to keep going on into the future. So if you say so. All right. Okay. Uh, we ready to jump right in? Let's jump yeah. in. So first we're going to talk about Pop Smoke. I'm going to drop the artwork in. Uh, this album is called Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. Uh, it's a 19-track record released in 2020, coming in just over 57 minutes long. It's Pop Smoke's debut studio album, reaching number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts, and contains the singles Make It Rain, The Woo, Mood Swings, For the Night, What You Know About Love, and Hello. American rapper 50 Cent, uh, executive produced Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon, following the murder of Pop Smoke during a home invasion on February 19, 2020. 50 finished the album for Pop Smoke by calling the featured artists and taking care of the deadlines. After the completion, 50 also helped fulfill Pop Smoke's wish to, to take his mother to an award show. Uh, Jess Jackson mastered and sequenced Shoot for the Stars and reworked the tracks to get the professional sound of a big recording studio. After signing to Victor, Victor Worldwide and Republic Records, Pop Smoke told Stephen Victor, in addition to rapping he had experience as a singer having previously sung uh, for services at church to demonstrate his abilities pop smoke played victor an unreleased song called something special and a track called what you know about love uh, the latter made a deep impact on victor excuse me a uh, deep impact on victor victor executives persuading them uh, pop smoke was more than just another drill rapper from brooklyn victor knew many of of rap's most popular musicians had been responsible for pushing new sounds into the mainstream because he worked closely with Kanye West as the chief operating officer uh, of his record label, Good Music, at the time. Jomo, what the fuck happened to Kanye West? Bro, listen, he goes to he. The, <laughs> Kim Kardashian is a fucking mental assassin. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she should be alive. Um, you know, uh, Kendall Jenner wore a Slayer shirt one day, and then. Uh, they're filling guitarists um, for Slayer. Oh, yeah. Or a Kill the Kardashians t-shirt. And I was like, yeah, that's not a call <laughs> to action because a call to action is a felony. Okay. That is a motto to live by. Kill them. Yeah. Uh, to record, uh, execute, uh, excuse me, the record executives devised a strategy in which Pop Smoke would go on to create a series of mixtapes devoted only to Brooklyn Drill, which would be raw, gritty street rap with bass-heavy production. After Pop Smoke would establish himself as the leader of the subgenre uh, that was growing in New York City, he would then release a debut album that showcased his melodic side with bigger, more mainstream songs like Something Special. All 19 tracks on the standard album charted on the Billboard Hot 100 following its first week of release, which gave the late rapper the most simultaneous entries on the Hot 100 
posthumously. Shoot for the Stars spent two non-consecutive weeks on top the Billboard 200 and a total of 34 weeks in the top five, becoming the fourth album in the 21st century to do so. The deluxe edition includes 15 additional tracks, including remixes of three songs from the original. It was released on July 20th, 2020, the date uh, that would have been Pop Smoke's 21st birthday. Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon has been certified two times platinum and features guest appearances from Quavo, Lil Baby, The Baby, Sway Lee, Future, Rowdy Rebel, 50 Cent, Roddy Rich, Tyga, Carol G, Lil TJ, and King Combs. Uh, Rob, what do you think of Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon? So uh, I was going to say that I fucking hate this album. Like, uh, okay, so the reason I was biased against this all week. Okay, so like I watched one of those fucking TikTok, uh, you know, people uh, make a video of like his his whole his whole ske- sketch. Like he has like 15 of them. Imagine that uh, you're so-and-so musician. Like how easy is it to make a song? So th- this guy, you know, and these are all done like these, these are very exaggerated. It's not like, you know, you know they, they, they do think these videos are done for comedic effect. Like they dr- dramatize it. Dude takes uh, some dude, dude mumbles some fucking whack shit into a microphone and then takes like that, that mumbled nonsense and then auto tunes it to hell. And, but it, it's a, it's a pretty banger song, but it's also kind of like, how the fuck did you do this? And like, you know, it feels like cheating. It feels like like uh, you've just caught your lover in bed or some shit. It's it's like okay, you you, you made this fucking thing, but uh, you you did you did not put any practice into it. it. It's like fucking Steve Wozniak designed this fucking thing, and you just get to sneak in, press four buttons, and you got it. You Bruh. Know? So <laughs> okay, so like th- that's that's the energy that I can't like. I put this on a few times. I was hearing stuff that was way too auto tuned for me. So in some way, I hate the production on this album, but, but all that is like extreme and like not fair. Like I just listened to this album, uh, you know, a couple songs coming home from the grocery store. It's nighttime. So this is a nighttime album for me during the day. It's like, I need a fucking bite. I need an edge. I need something to keep me awake. I don't fucking know. But like, as, uh, as this, as the sun sets, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm into more like meditative spacey shit or something like that. So I was, I was feeling this album. I was, I was, I was imagining getting drunk to this album and I, it, it felt like a good time. Anyways. Yeah. F- for the night. Uh, okay. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be comparing, um, these, these four rappers, like as like, you know, I don't know any, I never met any of these people, but just like, as far as like, uh, Everyone sings about like, partying and money to a certain extent, but like I think uh, Pop Smoke sings about like fucking in the most detail and the most uh, like for the night. Uh, I believe that's the song where he talks about like yeah we can't fucking hear. I have I have white seats on my uh, my couch or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so this dude fucking parties and uh, so yeah when I when I when I imagine like uh, getting drunk to the song, it's like yeah this this is this is party music. This is. Uh, so I don't hate this album as much as I thought I did, but I still have to give it fourth place for the week. That's it. I'm, I think I'm going to give this number three for me. Um, yeah, so his rap, I get what you're saying about a night album. His rap style is more low-key, and I would, I'm would i going to say that at points, it's almost like an ASMR uh, where you could vibe out, chill out, hit the lights or whatever, and it could probably put you to sleep, not like in a boring way or whatever, but just because it is low-key. There's a part in one of the songs, I can't remember which one, where uh, the music stops, it does this like automated piece where I can't, it says something, and then I thought they were going like, to come in and drop the beat and like have some crazy shit go on and 
it doesn't. It just comes in normal again and keeps going. So he's not someone who uh, is really interested in that style, I don't think. Uh, this record, I would like to see a documentary on this. I want to know what was given to 50 Cent, like handed off to him to finish uh, and the other people who worked on this because uh, I there I've seen recently when I was doing some studio work, I've seen like the crazy shit that people have. I recorded like some guitar lines with that were completely distorted. And then the guy played them back and it sounded like an acoustic guitar was playing them. So I was like, I, it's crazy the shit that people have now. Um, but uh, so yeah, th this, my idea of what I would have done at certain places is different than the idea of what Pop Smoke would have done. Again, it's more kind of a laid back chilling style. Um, yeah, this guy had a promising career. Uh, okay, the song for the night, though, right? That song, the video has 465 million views on YouTube. Uh, it's a no-brainer single anyway. I can see people loving that song. That that single is it went eight times platinum. Uh, it's it's the highest selling and charting single from this record. Uh, and it's a good song. I mean, it's catchy. I remembered it from the first time that I heard it. I can see like people loving it. This this dude's so there's another album on here that has crazy amounts of views. This dude's views are fucking like bonkers. Some like some of the tracks from this that weren't even well, I guess like everything charted but they weren't like the mainstream singles have like hundreds of millions of views on them. Um so anyway, oh, and I think that this CD and I don't feel it with any of the other ones even though there is a bit on here and there might be some mixed in before. I feel like this CD could benefit a lot from like some lead guitar playing. Uh Kendrick Lamar did it in some of his stuff. Uh we do get it a little bit on this record, but I think a little more uh would have worked well. I don't when I listen to it I can kind of hear it being in the mix and it's not there but I'm kind of like playing it. And yeah, I, I think it I think it would have worked. One of the songs that I want to talk about is called Got It On Me. It is the uh like third to last song or maybe second to last song, whatever version on, of the, this record you get. Uh, the reason I want to talk about it is because uh, it's a cover or reimagining. I'm not exactly sure what people would call it, what it of Many Men, the song by 50 Cent. Um, and so I've talked about how much like I hate shit covers before, and uh, the ones that play you know, pretty much exactly the same thing. They might do one thing different, but for the most part, it's the same fucking song. I hate that shit. Um, this this song like i don't know what you want to call it cover reimagining whatever it's it takes so it has verse rapping that's completely different uh but then you have like the melody from the song that everybody knows because it was already like a hit previously uh the beat has like all kinds of crazy shit going on in it uh it's a great song it's it's like i award it like banger status and i hope like a song like this changes the like the game for covers reimaginings whatever you want to call them going forward because when i hear this it's like it's a whole different song but it's but it's that melody that kind of pulls you back to knowing what song it's coming from and i don't know it's just when i hear it it's like so much went into that so i can't it's even harder now for me to listen to like shit covers that i fucking hate uh, anyway, and I hated before I even heard this. So yeah, got it on me. I, I hope does something like that in the future to where it pivots to where people put more time and effort into a cover instead of just shitting it out. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of this record? Dude, I'll, I'll tell you what I think about this fucking record, all right? Um, first off, I want to say, when you said posthumously, I was waiting for your dumbass to pronounce it posthumously. And yeah, because I, like, I, did, I did that like 20 years ago and people made fun of me, so I haven't done it again. <laughs> so you missed it, but it did happen. Oh, I was praying. I was like, no, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. Say it wrong. <laughs> this say it wrong. For this motherfucker. I yeah. know. I'm an asshole. You're not getting me. But not today. Not today. Um, not today. But, dude, I love uh, the bass for 
in like aim for the moon man legit it is fucking just thumping it is fucking deep i like it but the lyrics man to me are just corny and nonsensical i don't understand the opening uh which is bad bitch from tokyo i'm just like mm, where's this going because i've never seen a bad bitch from tokyo i've seen ganguro girls um and you know it's like these girls who try to get really westernized and it's just like uh, okay they're all right still but you know i feel bad about the two bombs that we dropped uh not for me unfortunately this record <laughs> was ruined literally yeah. ruined by auto-tunes i i know fucking rob fortune talked about it the auto-tunes the mumble rapping the boring lyrics i i can't take this level of rap seriously it's like if your little brother tried to rap right and he's just like mm -hmm trying his best and you're like everyone's clapping in the audience and they're looking at each other and you have to say oh he's going places he, 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 <laughs> he's going to ups he's going to be he's going to be delivering packages yeah. all right that's all i gotta say favorite song is creature i think that's the only redeeming song from this fucking album it flows well it's easy to vibe to um i wish i was on molly while i was doing it on crip blood uh this is a five out of ten for me uh, I would say rest in peace, Pop Smoke, but um, he's not resting because he's popping smoke because he literally died. He's waiting for the medevac. He's popping smoke. I, I feel like the auto-tune in this is done for like a stylistic choice, not because of the reason some other people use auto-tune because like they can't hit notes. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I know like I've heard know. people say in order for auto-tune to work, you have to be like kind of off key to make it like correct it back on. I don't know. But uh, the guy's talented. I, fe I feel like he's talented. Why so I, I think he's what's up. Why don't we ask Akon? Like, what? Why don't we ask him? What's okay, go, yeah, go ask here? him. Why, why don't you go ask him? Let me know. What he says. <laughs> I don't want to get stabbed <laughs> in the face. So. Right. Uh, but anyway, "Bad Bitch from Tokyo." I think that's one of the better intros that I've heard uh, on a record. So let, it's not even a minute long, but I, I could listen to that song looped. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's all right. Um, so a couple other songs on here. Uh, "Aim for the Moon." Yeah, the bass is great in that song. Melody is great as well um yeah creature i think is a standout song uh if it wasn't a single from things just charting anyway it should have been i could see people loving that song a lot of people love this record and you call this mumble rap i don't know if this is mumble rap i think mumble rap is Bro, something else it's it's mumbling there's mumbling throughout the record i listened to yeah it i know but I three times it's mumbling yeah there's there's okay. parts that are mumbling all right all okay. right all yeah. right all right okay can we move on Anyway, sure. last song I want to talk about is something special. And that's another one. Like, I could see people loving the song, right? It's smooth and catchy. So he does have multiple styles of things on this record. Um, and fans seem to love them all. Now, there's one thing I do want to say, and I don't want to be rude about it, but there is something that happens when when someone dies young and they become legendary uh, because they never... Well, th this guy, unfortunately, never ha got a career to begin with, like a big career, a promising career. But when when a lot of people, like you look at, I'm going to compare someone like, uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking well, Axl Rose, which gets memed and stuff, and he was oh. fat, and everyone like you know, laughs at him or whatever. I mean, I don't, but he, he's come back, but he, he's had that fall from grace is what I mean. And then you look at someone like John Lennon who never actually had that fall from grace or Kirk Cobain, someone like that. And they forever get pushed to the legendary status. Um, not saying they don't deserve it, but it's like a different thing. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I don't know. It's like, is the CD good? Yeah, it's good. But like the, the people, I, I want to know how big this would have been if it had come out on a regular uh release and and he hadn't have been murdered 
Uh, but yeah, he, there's a lot of people who love this guy. There's, like I said, this guy has bonkers views compared to like Nipsey Hussle that has a lot of views, a ton of views. This guy has fucking insane views. Um, and, uh, and yeah, he, apparently somebody said that there's like hundreds more songs that were recorded. Uh, so they might put out a couple more albums. There has been another record released after this, so they might put out some more. I don't know, but yeah, this is number three for me. Uh, I like quite a bit of this, but yeah, it's more of like a low key style. Uh, is there anything else anyone wants to say about this before we read some comments? For the night has over a billion plays on Spotify. That's almost like uh, God damn. That's like, that's like November rain size. Yeah, but better yeah. than November rain. <laughs> well, also November rain came out like fucking thirty years ago, and this came out like two years ago. So better than three, November rain. Two and a half. Better than November rain. Uh, maybe three. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay anyway right, a couple youtube comments uh first one said if only pop was able to finish this i know this would have been a smash hit yeah i, I want to see what was handed again what was completed uh when he was killed and then uh what went on from there uh next was the intro gave me chills 50 did an amazing job next comment i'm going through this album arguing which song i should put on my playlist and i decided to put the whole damn album in my playlist because it's too goddamn good uh, next comment, Pop Smoke solidified his legacy while in his grave. And lastly, don't cry because he's gone. Smile because he was here. Mm. Yeah, this record's not going to die. Uh, it's going to live on for quite a while. All right, we ready to move on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jomo. Okay. We're going to talk about Nipsey Hustle now. This album is called Victory Lap. It's a 14-track record released in 2018, coming in just under 66 minutes long. Uh, it's Nipsey Hussle's only studio album, reaching number two on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts, and contains, excuse me, released on Hussle's own record label, All Money In, No Money Out, and contains the singles Rap Ends, <laughs> Last Time That I Checked, and Dedication. Jomo trying to get me fucking canceled. For sure. Uh, next one, Victory Lap received widespread critical acclaim upon release. It was Hustle's first major commercial release after a string of mixtapes over 13 years. Uh, Pitchfork labeled Victory Lap as the most gripping record in his catalog, also adding the hour-long album honors all the work he's put in and looks back at all he's achieved, but also looks forward to all he has yet to build and all those that he can still inspire. Hip-hop uh, DX concluded, minor potholes aside, Victory Lap not only boosts Nipsey's stock, but it raises expectations for the next time he eyes a checkered flag. Uh, the benchmark for quality has been set, and the race to officially hit the championship podium is only getting revved up. Too many puns in that in that review. Uh, Victory Lap has been certified two times platinum and features guest appearances from Stacey Barth, Puff Daddy, Kendrick Lamar, Buddy, T. Flea, The Dream, CeeLo Green, and Marsha Ambrosis. Uh, at 2018's 61st Annual Grammy Awards, Victory Lap was nominated for Best Rap Album. 2018, but lost to who, Jomo? 2018? Oh, my God. I'm going to say uh, Kanye you West. Kanye? It lost to Cardi B with Invasion of Privacy. I hate that bitch. I hope she gets <laughs> AIDS or something. Like, I don't like her. Uh, what do you think of this record, Jomo? Bro. Whoever engineered Victory Lap turned the bass to fucking 11. Yeah. It is holy fuck. That shit is thicker than a bowl of oatmeal, my son. And <laughs> I imagine that anyone listening to this record drives a Chrysler 300M with a $10,000 sub fucking uh, sound system and double subwoofers and possibly a friendly conviction. I'm just saying, I'm speculating they might be a felony conviction person. 
of some sort of like a racial standard. I'm not going to say it. Uh, I didn't get my pass from Ray. All right. Last time. No one got that joke. No one fucking yes, got but... that joke. It's an N-word <laughs> nice. pass joke. Okay. Yeah. Last yep. time I checked. <laughs> this is like, this is legit, bro. Last time I checked is like the most legit song on this fucking record, man. It, it was uh, with uh, YG. And that shit mm-hmm. is, you could bounce a quarter off a stripper's asshole. That's how tight that fucking song is. All right. The best song of this record, in my opinion, though, is I I wanted to say it was uh, it's hustle and motivate. It's hard as fuck. It, it it sounds really good, and then we have status symbol three, the bars, the instrumentals, everything is very smooth. Nipsey's good, right? But it's like you know how you hear some cars that are just driving by, and you're just like walking your dog, and he's like. I'm like, I imagine that they're listening exactly to Nipsey Hustle because of how fucking loud and annoying it is, bro. He 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 has a good flow, right? But it's not. It's like he's not trying too hard, man. And I, I'm gonna go deep on Big L. I'm gonna go deep on fucking Big Pun. I think the standard for fucking rap and hip hop has gone dramatically down, and it's fucking sad, man. Because you want to listen to these people. You want to listen to Pop Smoke. You want to appreciate Nipsey Hussle. You want to appreciate XXXTentacion, which is also known as Extension. Um, You want to listen to these people and say, oh, man, they're good. But, fam, they're not that good. They, They just have great producers. They have great instrumentals. And they're mediocre. I would say this. This is going to piss a lot of people off. Nipsey Hussle, mediocre at best. Um... Let me end it by saying this. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. I think you're a good uh, rapper. Gang Gang Fam. He grew up not trusting pale faces, and so did I. Mm-hmm. Six or ten mm-hmm. out of the week. Uh, where are you rating this? Where are you putting this? Six, six out of ten. Six out of ten. I do one through tens. I do one through ten. Uh, okay. So Pop Smoke yeah. got a five for ten. Nipsey oh, okay. Hussle got a six or ten. So this is my least favorite of the week. Uh, the view counts are crazy. So this guy's inspired millions and millions of people. Uh, and there's a tons of people who love his style, the beat, the lyrics, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I will say this album, it's, it's like well-produced. The thing for me is I don't like his style of rap and I don't like his delivery. And I don't, I'm not in love with his voice. I do admire this guy for owning the rights to all of his music. He mentions it a couple times on the record. Uh, he is a self-made young millionaire and good for him. Uh, there's a lot of people who get screwed in the music industry. Uh, he is not one of them. And uh, there's so this record has so much more single opportunity. I'm going to talk about a couple of the songs that uh, Joma brought up. Now, obviously, a lot of this stuff was cut short for some of these rappers because of when they died as to when the album was released. Right. This record came out like five years ago and you could release singles off of this now and they would still blow up. I'm telling you, like you could have number one hits off of this fucking right now. So a couple of songs that you talked about, Status Symbol 3, one of the best songs on this record. Right. Easy single. Uh, you will not forget that song from the second you hear it. Uh, Hustle and Motivate. That song has 44 million views. Uh, again, easy single material. That's fucking money in the bank. I could see that song actually like being a number one hit. Uh, last time I checked, the song's also legit. A no-brainer single. Now, a couple songs that... Okay, the second song, Rap Ends. I hate that fucking song. Uh, lyrically, it bores the shit out of me. 
Uh, the beat might sell it for people. I don't know. Um, I, I, if I listen to that song in public, I'll probably get shot while listening to it. And I, I want to know where this song falls on the list of songs with the most N words used in it. I looked Bruh. up song that I looked up, like I Googled song that uses the N word the most. And it was, um, a little John song, I believe. So it's not this, but this one has to be up there somewhere. Like even the beginning, the intro of this victory lap, that song has 34 million views. So the person who's on that Stacy Barth, like she's awesome. And so I'm just saying like this record, people listen to it. It's inspiring them. Uh, the, the, there's shit tons of comments. Another song uh, like uh, Blue Laces 2, not even a single, right? That has 27 million views. So he has a huge following. Good for him. Like he played the game correctly. There's a song in here called Million While You Young, right? It's the, it's, the 12th song on a 14 track record and it is the perfect song to end this album and it doesn't end it it's catchy it talks about him making millions of dollars you know while you're young uh selling music and it fades out like perfectly and i every time i hear this album i think it's the end it's like okay it ends it perfectly you nailed it what a way to go out and then it keeps going and i'm like fuck did people like pin extra songs to the end of this track list but no it's just there's two more songs on this i don't know why it's not fucking last it has the music uh you know uh, direction to be last it has the vocal stuff that he, the stuff that he's talking about which is a big thing that he talks about throughout the record to wrap the whole thing up and still it's not the end so anyway it's a fucking good song uh just put it at the end rob what do you think of this record so i'm actually giving this second place for the week uh so uh so yeah we talked about how he's a a, a self-made millionaire i like his like business uh the, the business thing he got going on by the way i got i got fireworks going off in my in my right ear I th- can I th- you hear that in the I thought your Puerto Rican neighbor was bringing down a dead body in a fucking <laughs> luggage bag or something. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Let me, let yeah, it's fine. Windows. Okay, yeah. Let me close my windows. Okay. <laughs> I, I that's just like, the neighbor dragging a body down the stairs. That's what I thought. Break. That's the first thing that came through my head is like, is someone being drugged down a fucking uh, in a luggage bag? It's like this fucking guy who's like 5'8", 200 pounds. He's a little depressed. <laughs> yeah. He's killed somebody. He's like, I got I to gotta bring him to the fucking uh, Lynn Marsh or something. I got to get rid yeah. of his body. <laughs> bring him to the – drag him to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Rob. I'm I, sorry. I, you know, no, no. So it's, uh, it's, it's okay. I, I, and I closed the window, so it's probably still there. I can still hear it, but uh, that, that's as best as it gets. Okay. Um, so I like – I like me who I am t- today in 2023. I like the like the, the business discussion. I'm um, so like to me like uh, w- w- when we did Pop Smoke, uh, like s- songs that are super sexual. It's it's like it's it's like uh, opening your work email and and discovering that like uh, you, you're getting um, you're getting like porn invites or whatever. It's like. Like if what might be exciting in one context is gross in a different context. It's like now is not the, like the time for it or whatever. Yeah. So like songs that are too sexual, a lot of times just like uh, they they don't have the effect on me that they they might have. Is for other people it's exciting. For for me, it might just be gross. So Nipsey Hussle, who's mostly about like uh, you know talking about how much money he makes. Uh, I I didn't it, it, I I liked it and I liked you know. Um, him like having the masters to his own songs, they're not owned by a white cracker. I, yeah, who wants to be fucking <laughs> used? So, uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, uh, get a million while you're young. Uh, the streets ain't for everybody, so keep your grades up. Yeah, I, I relate to that. CeeLo Green, I was happy to hear him. He, I, I really liked him in like 2011, and I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard him in so long. I'm, gl I'm glad he's still alive. I want to check him out at some point. Um, yeah, I, what was the other band that CeeLo Green was in? Uh, Gnarls Barkley, I like that too. Uh, yeah, I was taught never to trust a pale face. I was thinking of straight out of Compton. Uh, yeah, we we got to do uh, that band at some point. But I remember that like um, there there was a there was a white businessman who like um, uh, smoothed up to Easy E and uh, won his confidence. And then uh, you know e then he got Easy E rich. But everyone else in the band was not getting rich. So Cube and Dr. Dre were all like, you know, what the fuck. Uh, Oh, what's what's up with Whitey over here? Who's stealing from, from from us? And he's like, no, he's okay. He's 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 good. Uh, but yeah, uh, that 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 was a, a serious amount of drama. Uh, you know, on on this movie, which is based on real life. But yeah, it's it's like uh, um, one member of the band got fucking rich, and then the fucking white lawyer got rich, and then the you know Cube left to make money because he had the uh, you know he he. <laughs> What a fucking ballsy play! Like, uh, you know, he he had he has he's in a, a successful band, but like he knows that he's worth more than what he's paid, so he leaves. Same thing with Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre has a fucking resume a mile long. So, uh, uh, yeah, and then yeah, so at the end of Straight Outta Compton, the fucking uh, white lawyer is super traumatized. He's scared of his own shadow because uh, you know he burned a lot of bridges to get the millions of dollars that he had. So like, was it really fucking worth it? Uh, I don't fucking know. But yeah, so yeah, I was taught never to trust a pale face. I was thinking of that scene. It's, it's, um, yeah, well, yeah, I, 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 I take that, uh, comment seriously. Yeah. Banging chicks while they folks home. Um, shit, there, there's such a financial desperation that I get from, uh, some of these songs. And like, so I, I really respond to them. I like who Nipsey Hustle is as a person. Uh, yeah, uh, rap N words. I hated that song also. Uh, so yeah, lyrics sometimes uh, uh, are too repetitive and, 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 and annoy me in some ways, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm giving it second place. I like this album quite a bit. Hustle and Motivate, very good. Dedication. I like Kendrick Lamar a lot, so I was happy to hear him. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Dedication is a good song that has like a star power name of Kendrick Lamar. That song like didn't do well on the charts, which I'm very surprised of. Kendrick Lamar is a huge seller. We talked about him in one episode. I figured that song would have gone to number one. The song before that young, young ends Bruh. features Puff Daddy features Puff Daddy where he is on that song. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I was like, I had the lyrics up where it says like, who's where. And I still have no clue where the fuck Puff Daddy was in that song. Uh, he got clowned on when we talked about uh, him uh, on the biggie record. Uh, but it's like, dude, at least let us know. You know, like rappers are always saying their own names. This is, I don't know where the fuck he is on that song. So wherever he is, he's not there enough. Um, I was waiting for him to pop up. I brought up before that one thing I love about rap is all the collaborations and everything. So bad or good, I wanted to have I wanted to hear him. Uh, and there's a song Keys to the City 2, which is another one that's like easy single money. So yeah, people love this record. I, I think for me, it's more of a stylistic thing than it is anything else like i said this album is like well made it sounds good the bass is there uh it's just i don't i'm not the biggest fan of delivery and the and his style of rapping and everything but there are some people who are uh, who are a fan of it uh it's it's there is a drastic difference between 90s rap 
2000s rap and 2010s rap. And we're going to talk about 90s in a minute. But there is a huge difference, uh, not only in like the words that are used, the the rapping style, uh, and everything. So uh, if I had to choose between '90s rap or like 2000s and on, I'm going to personally choose '90s stuff. But uh, you know, the, these people are inspiring millions of fucking people every single day. So good for them, and they're making money. Um, you know, white people have to ruin things for everybody. So wow. these guys, yes, uh, you know. They, they have, they, he, he, he is thinking like a businessman. So he was signed to a record label before he made his own. And I believe he released a bunch of mixtapes. Um, and this, and then he was able to get out of that and he released this album. So, uh, he's thinking, uh, when we talked about, uh, what was the band? Uh, fucking, uh, the yeah. rap group with fucking nine people, Wu Tang. We talked about yeah. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Uh, you know, Rizza was very smart, uh, in mm. the business sense as well. Uh, and so I think these, these having that, okay, there are bands who are just like, yo, I want to be famous. So use me and do whatever the fuck you want. And then there are ones that are like, yo, I could, or I couldn't, I could make it, uh, if the opportunity was there, but I'm not like willing to give away my shit just so a white person could get rich in this, in this situation. So anyway, yeah, good for him. He's a millionaire and people love his shit. Uh, but I am putting this last for me. Is there anyone else who wants to say anything about this? No. All right, let's read a couple of YouTube comments and we'll move on. Uh, gets to a point on the journey where you really feel this one. Next one says, realist hip-hop prodigy since Tupac. You agree with that, Jomo? Dude, no way. No. <laughs> Tupac was vastly better. That's all I'm saying. No, next one says, I hope I ain't the only one that gets goosebumps when I hear victory lap. I feel like he's talking to us. Uh, next comment, I feel like a million bucks every time I bump this. And lastly, poetic, pure hip-hop. So, yeah. Yeah, good for him. Rob, are are you in Ukraine right now? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I would like to use this opportunity to ask for more donations from the U.S. government. Uh, I think, uh, your your aid is needed to get me through this trying time. Someone is dragging a lot of bodies down the stairs. <laughs> nah, bro, he's in Mariupol right now fighting Russians. It is what it is. It's gonna be my body next unless you give me five million dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Donate to Rob. Give him give Rob Fortune money right now. Oh, yeah. All right, we ready to talk about Big L? Yeah. Fuck yeah, daddy. So this album is called Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous. It's a 12-track record released in 1995, coming in just under 49 minutes long. It's Big L's debut studio album, reaching 149 on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts. It contains the singles Put It On, MVP, and No Ends, No Skins. The only album to be, to be released during Big L's lifetime, Lifestyles was recorded primarily in Queens, New York, in mid to late 1994 and released on March 28, 1995. Big L began writing rhymes in 1990, and his first professional appearance came on the B-side of Party Over Here by Lord Finesse in 1992. Around this time, L joined Lord Finesse's Bronx-based hip-hop group, uh, Diggin' in the Crates Crew. The group consisted of Lord Finesse, Diamond D, OC, Fat Joe, Buck Wild, Showbiz, and AG. In 1993, Big L submitted a four-track cassette tape to Columbia Records, who soon after signed him. Buck Wild, Lord Finesse, and Showbiz would go on to produce Lifestyles. The album title is a play on the 1980s and 1990s television series, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, and features guest appearances from a young Cameron and Jay-Z. As of August 2000, Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous has sold 200,000 copies. Uh, so personally, this is either my second or first favorite of the week. Uh, at times it was my favorite, uh, natively and stylistically, this is my favorite. I wouldn't change anything about this record. It's right to the point. It's 12 songs. 
Um, I recommend listening to this while reading along to the lyrics. If you can, there is, this guy can rap a mile a minute and you might miss tons of stuff that he says. Uh, if, if you're interested in that, um, you can listen to this record dozens of times and you'll still hear like new lines and rhymes that you missed before. So I love gangster rap and this CD, like it sounds great. The bass slams, uh, and it's pretty much like done as perfect as it could be. Uh, so when I was listening to this during the week, I went from pop smoke to big pun and like going down the list. And I was just like hoping for a gangster rap CD in there somewhere. And then my prayers were answered when I put this on, I was like, this is exactly what I want to hear right now. And I mentioned, you know, the huge difference between nineties rap and modern rap. Um, and then like, and so this record is one I've never heard of big L before. And I've never heard of this record, but when I looked up like top, whatever hundred rap hip hop albums of the nineties, this was like in the top 10. Uh, so for like one thing I love about this show is uh, constantly hearing new things and experiencing new things, but at the same point, you know, realizing how big the world actually is. And there's so much stuff you don't know is something that always kind of like weirds me out about listening to new music because you think you might know all kinds of shit. And then this record is huge like this. So as far as like the amount of, uh, copies. A lot of this stuff is sold. I, I like for those other records to have only gone, gone like double platinum, but some of the things have like a billion views. I, I feel like it has to have sold more than that. Um, but so this record somehow only sold 200,000 copies. Well, that was like as of 2000. So I don't know if there was ever a re-release of this or whatever to have it sell more, but I think this record is fucking awesome. This dude, big L uh, he's on point. His rapping is fucking great. I love his voice. Uh, like put it on catchy, right? Catchy as hell, banger song. The whole album is fucking great. There's a uh, song on here called um, I Don't Understand It. And it's about talking shit about rappers who were getting famous uh, when they aren't good or they're not on the level of Big L. And so somebody left a comment on the song that it said, if rappers back in the 90s upset L, can't even imagine how pissed he would be at these mumble rappers and all the little rappers. The rap game needs another Big L, raw, straight truth. So yeah, this guy is... Again, like he doesn't bullshit around anything. Uh, he gets right to the point and he fucking makes makes it known of the way that he feels. Um, this song called All Black, which might be my favorite song on the record. Uh, it was definitely a different time. This guy, I don't know how some of the lyrics would go over in 2023 from this record. Um, but someone says like All Black. There's a quote. This is most quotable uh, Big L song. Every bar is gold. Uh, next one says 20 years after and no one is even close to his level. So people do respect the hell out of this guy and they love him. Um, but yeah, there, there are some questionable lyrics on this, on this record that, uh, that they, they stuck with me from the first time I've heard them. Some of them, uh, Rob, what do you think of this record? So the, yeah, this album came out in 95. So it's a, like a few years after enter the Wu Tang, uh, which is probably my second favorite rap album. It's a year after ready to die, which is my favorite rap album. I like this era. I like the production. I like the beats. I like the feel like, yeah, same as what you said a minute ago. Like this is, this is my, uh, decade for rap, you know, my favorite. Um, so I want you to ask yourself, what is my favorite brand of misogyny? Uh, Eminem has the market cornered on the if you cheat, I'll shoot up a school misogyny. Uh, now, OK, I'm going to read you a lyric from uh, from no ends, no skins, if I can find it, because like the delivery here is it's 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 a comedian level. There's 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 like a, a bait and switch here. Uh, and yeah, so it's like 
I'm looking nothing like your papa. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't give a chick 10 cents to put a cheese on a Whopper. If they want to know why I'm so fly, a girl asked me for a ring and I put one around her whole eye. Okay. Uh, misogyny aside, yeah. uh, it's, it's like, there's, 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 there's fucking jokes here. Like, uh, like you know, uh, this the, the the play on words. You know, asking for a ring, uh, black eye. Like I don't I don't know the 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 the, the redirect there. Like I wanted to hate this fucking guy for who he is as a human being, but he's making me laugh with shit like that. I don't know. He's fucking clever, uh, and you know this is this is a very different person than Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle is like into himself for being rich. You know wh whether whether that makes him an ego egomaniac or what, but yeah, this album is called "Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous," and yeah, it is it is fucking different. So like, yeah, this song "No Ends No Skins." It's like if you want to bang chicks, uh, you have to have money, but also uh, don't be a sucker who gets uh, used for your money, gold digging whores, all this stuff. It's like uh, I don't know this. It's it's a He's describing a very difficult situation and like, you know, uh, I don't know, misogyny is keeping him alive or some shit. I used to, I remember when we did um, uh, the Patrice O'Neill and it's like, I don't know if P Patrice O'Neill is misogynistic to the point of insanity or if he's a genius because like some mm. of this stuff he's describing, it's protecting himself from people who would otherwise use him. Uh, and maybe he's using them in return, which maybe doesn't make him a great person. But, uh, you know, he, he's doing stuff to protect himself. So I don't know. When I listen to Big L, I, 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 at first my response is I fucking hate this guy. Oh, and I have some other lyrics. Or, um, these are paraphrased here. But he, at one point he says if he got AIDS, he would start graping bitches. Uh, later he says he doesn't wear rubbers. If he gets AIDS, fuck it. Yeah, I was going to bring that line up. Yeah, <laughs> he does say that. Uh, I think he means grape it. Uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, I, these these are fucking, yeah, when, when we talk about like, I don't think a person in the modern age can say this stuff. Like, this is all like fucking forbidden now. But uh, uh, I don't know. This, uh, this, this, this is representing a certain time and a certain perspective. Um, one thing I think about frequently when there's, uh, when there's a lot of people will create a lot of friction. What they say is like uh, too many uh, cooks spoil the roast. In other words, like if you have a tiny ass kitchen and everyone's like trying to move around and they all bump into each other's elbows, you'll fucking you you, you drop the soup on the ground. So it's like uh, I. Uh, N Nipsey Hussle, I think, had a had a lyric about uh, you know f fucking people w uh, while your parents are home. It's like okay, if you have no money and no way to escape your home, uh, but you still want to fuck, you probably have no option than than to than to bang while your parents are home. How fucking uncomfortable is that? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm I think it's been important for my education to listen to. Uh, uh, to, to some of these bands because like I, I sometimes I take it for granted that like I had my own bedroom and um, you know, I want to, I want to check my privilege here. Like uh, I think it's great. Like in the, in the modern day, I have my own apartment. There's uh, my, I don't have to live with my parents. Um, and I just feel fucking lucky. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I, listening to these bands has um, shown me a side of poverty that I never experienced myself, and I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the education that I got, uh, that, that these rappers have given me. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, probably if, if, if anything that I've said in the past two years is to be uh, uh, edited to make me sound racist, it's probably the review that I just gave. I'm God sorry. God damn <laughs> But yeah, uh, uh, hopefully I get a fucking pass because uh, uh, you know I'm just I'm just grateful. Uh, the, the, uh, yeah, that's it. You you get a you get a Hispanic pass. I'll give you a Hispanic. Oh, thank pass. you. <laughs> Jomo can hand those out. He can hand those out. Yes, I can. Certified. <laughs> yeah, some of the some of my favorite lines on this record are from the last song, "Let Him Have It All." So this guy doesn't give a fuck who he pisses off. For, one of my favorite lines: "A lot of rappers talk that murder shit and." couldn't kill time uh one of my favorite lines on the whole record fuck karate big l practice is gun foo and then yo the yo this Not this line well, is apparently. this line is straight up savage i make a lot of dough i'm quick to spot a foe even if my grandma violate she gotta go and yo he knows the, the bitch gotta go even if it's your grandma uh lifestyles of the porn dangerous uh somebody there's a comment on that song that says this this is probably the grittiest rap song ever made um, so yeah, there's, I don't, I think he's my favorite lyricist of the week, the song MVP. Um, when I hear that song, it's like, yo, he's real as hell. And none of the rhymes are boring. When we talked about Nipsey Hustle, there's full songs, uh, that I'm listening to the rhymes and like, I'm about to start like fucking losing my mind. Cause I, it's driving me fucking nuts. The delivery was pissing me off. The words that were just, it's like, he will end a sentence with the same word. He might take the word before that word and use that to rhyme, but it ends with the same word. Uh, typically a word that's going to get me shot in public. And yes. so it's like, but here, I, I don't think any of these rhymes are boring. I'm constantly trying like, oh, oh I missed this line last time around. Let's try to get it now. Uh, and I'm, I'm just trying to hear what comes next. This guy is, he's funny. There was also a bunch of comments on a lot of these songs about how he's, he sets everything up to deliver a punchline. And he does. Yeah, this record is awesome. This is a legendary album. And it's one that I am going to continue listening uh, for quite a while. Uh, Jumbo, what do you think of this record? Bro, you know, I was hoping this week that Ray would join us so I could get my N-word pass. But um, I, I, I didn't get it. Not this week. Um, but if we're talking about Big L's record, um, it, this is nostalgic as fuck, man. It gives me 80s, like late 80s, early 90s vibe. It's clear, concise rapping with a great party vibe, bro. It's it's everything that I want, and I'm a little thrown off by the opening of MVP, but it just it it hooks me back in, like I'm catching a fish. It's hooking me back. It's the bass is keeping me going. It's honest. There's no oversaturation of one element of the uh, uh, like. It's like hey, the instrumentals are too much, or hey, the rapping is too much. No, it was very balanced. It blends well. And to me, Big L has fucking chat energy. Um, when he said this, and I'll say it again because Rob Fortune said it, I wouldn't give a chick 10 cents to put a cheese on a Whopper is the biggest chad energy yeah. shit that I've ever heard in my fucking life. And thank you, Rob, as you're reporting from fucking Aleppo, Syria, right now. <laughs> thank you so much for saying that because it gave me so much hope. The hardest song in this record is The Graveyard. Let's get that out of the fucking way. That shit, if you listen to the lyrics, go in there and listen to The Graveyard by uh, Big L. Um, go on YouTube. I don't care what fucking platform you're going on. Listen to that shit. It's fucking deep. It's solid. It's legit. Nothing bad about it. There's no fucking, 
over the top shit. It's straight up New York Harlem fucking rap, bro. It is legit. And it's a shame he died. I mean, he could have kept Harlem on the map when it came to the rap game. I mean, you know, 106 in Park was a, a big show that was on BET. I had a lot of friends that would watch that show. They would tell me about new rappers, whether it be Poster Boy or some, some new rapper coming up, Kanye in his young days. I, you know, and I, I learned of Big L through a friend, and he said, you need to listen to him because he's he's got some good shit. And uh, unfortunately, man, um, B- Big L died. Big L was killed, and the dude did not give a fuck. He called it like it was, man. You know, uh, there there's one song that he says is, I don't understand it. It is an honest assessment about how fucking people get big, right? Yeah. And they had their first second record and they're like really talking about the shit. They're really talking about, you know, their experience in life and they're 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 poets in rap, just talking about their shit. And then they fucking sell out and they end up Taylor Swifting the world and <laughs> and fucking gouging ticket prices through the roof. And he's like, I don't understand it. He's like talking about how rappers are fucked up. We need another big L. We honestly do. We need another big L right fucking now to talk about how art is something we should appreciate. You know, I recently went to the comedy store in fucking L.A. Time of my life. Worth the money for the tickets. But we need to appreciate the comedy. We need to appreciate the arts. We need to appreciate rap. And guess what? The fucking problem is we don't. We have mumble rappers. We have all this bullshit. And we don't have a Big L. And unfortunately, Big L's fucking gone because people got fucking jealous. 8.7 out of 10 for the week. Fucking Big L, solid big dick energy. Yeah, it's high. Um, a couple other songs I want to talk about. Uh, yeah, you brought up The Graveyard. So it wasn't a single. The song has tons of love online. Jay-Z is on that song. Uh, there's quite a few guest appearances on there. Uh, Danger Zone. Every time I see that, I think of Archer. Uh, Danger and when I hear Zone? It, <laughs> the flow of this record is really good. Um, we uh, Patrice O'Neill was brought up. And yeah, when I think about this guy and his music, I do get a lot of thoughts of Patrice as well. Um, yeah, it's like, okay, you can treat people r- with respect, but then it's like, it's very possible for them to try to take advantage of you. So you have to kind of be aware of both things that can happen. Uh, so no ends, no skins. Uh, banger song. There's like a trumpet in the mix of that. Um and uh that, and that's one thing I like about like the beats on this record, how they let them even when like the vocals are done, they let the beat play out. And it's cool because it sounds fucking great. Uh the beats are awesome, so it's nice to let them breathe for a little bit towards the end. Um but yeah, this this record is great. Uh it's it still sounds it doesn't sound aged. Well, it sounds aged because uh if you put this shit out now, you're getting canceled immediately. Uh but mm. other than that, like it doesn't sound <clears throat> musically and everything. It doesn't sound old. It sounds good. Uh, again, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to see this in like the top ten list. Now that's only one website or whatever. It might not be in the top ten on other websites. But the one I happened to look at it was up there, and I was like, damn, it was even higher than uh, Capital Punishment. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, this is it's either my second favorite or my favorite of the week, depending on a couple factors. But yeah, this is a solid record, and uh, I'm going to keep listening to it. I love how aggressive he is there's a song in here called fed up with the bullshit so yeah he 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 has ideas he has thoughts and he makes them known and he doesn't he's not a bitch about it so good for him mm. and he practices gun fu nice it, it didn't work out well in his favor he got shot up well that's mm. what happens when you practice gun fu 
Uh, let's read a couple. Let's read a couple of YouTube comments. One of the greatest hip hop albums of all time gone too soon. Next one says, "Man, this guy could spit." Next comment, arguably top ten album of the '90s. Next one, the most legendary of legendary. And lastly, one of those records you play over and over until you know all the words, great beats, and not a weak song on it. Yeah, this whole record flows really well. I'll listen to the whole thing beginning to end. Is there anything else that anyone wants to say about lifestyles of the poor and dangerous? No, it's great. No. P break? All right. Anyone need a P? Yeah, we could take five. Let's take five. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready to talk about motherfucking Big Poop? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Or fucking obese Christopher, um, gig- gigantic Carlos. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We ready? Yeah. All right. For big pun, we're talking about Capital Punishment, which is a 24 track record released in 1998, coming in just under 71 minutes long. It's big pun's debut studio album, reaching number five on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts, and contains the singles "I'm Not a Player," "Still Not a Player," and "You Came Up." During the late 1980s, Big Pun, whose uh, birth name is Christopher Rios, uh, began writing rap lyrics. He later formed the underground group Full Eclipse with lyrical assassin Joker Jams and Tomb. Rios made a number of recordings with the group in the 1990s, which have not been released. At this point, Rios was operating under the alias Big Moon Dog. After changing his stage name to Big Punisher, Big Pun is short for Big Punisher, by the way, in case you didn't know. Uh, He met fellow... Puerto Rican and Bronx rapper Fat Joe in 1995 and made his commercial debut on Fat Joe's second album, 1995's Jealousy, excuse me, 1995's Jealous One's Envy, in addition to appearing on the song Watch Out. In 1997, Pun began recording a song for Capital Punishment. Producer uh, producer Nobody, the guy's name is Nobody, uh, his production partner, Sean C., took advantage of his new role as A&R at Loud Records to play Nobody's tracks to Big Pun. Suitably impressed, Pun hired Nobody to remix I'm Not a Player. Uh, the remixed song featuring Joe, entitled Still Not a Player, became Big Pun's first major mainstream hit and major breakthrough for Nobody. Capital Punishment has been certified platinum, uh, is the first Latin hip-hop, excuse me, is the first solo Latin hip-hop record to do so and features guest appearances from Black Thought, Joe, Miss Jones, Wyclef Jean, Funkmaster Flex, Prodigy, in- Inspect the Deck, and Busta Rhymes. At 1998's 41st Annual Grammy Awards, Capital Punishment was nominated for Best Rap Album, but lost to whom, Jomo? Uh, 1998. J- Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Lost to Jay-Z with mm-hmm. Volume 2, Hard Knock Love. Uh, if damn. I got anything right, it was it was a rap game, and I, I already knew this fucking shit. All right. Good. That might be the first official time you've actually gotten it. Uh, Rob, what do you think of Capital Punishment? Um, so I'm giving it number one for the week. Uh, it's El Jefe's number two hip-hop album of all time. I like this. Yeah, this is like my number one for the week in terms of craft. Like, I think he has the most like internal rhyme and words per minute. Like, he has a lot to say. He's not fucking around. He's not wasting time. Um you know, uh, track uh, three, super lyrical, I think is kind of to the extreme. It's like, yo, I wish you'd take a breath. It's like uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're exhausting me here. But uh, yeah, he, he, you know, he's he's not he's not a fucking slouch. He's got shit to say. And um, uh, so yeah, Jomo said in Discord that that uh, Big Pun was something like 700 pounds when he died, which is Lizzo level fat right now. <laughs> like, is Lizzo 700 pounds? Bro, she no. she's big. She's big. <laughs> That bitch probably 500. Yeah, I think it was a joke more than anything. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> okay. any, anyway, it's hard they're... to tell when someone's already the size of a planet. Yeah. 
It's like is she Pluto or like fucking Saturn? Regardless, it's a planet. It's fucking Jesus. big. So right now, I'd like to play a game called Differences Between Lizzo and Big Pun. Who had the crazier sex scandal? Big Pun needed two songs on one album to address the allegation that he is a player. Uh, <laughs> the one earlier on the record is called Still Not a Player, which makes no sense, but at least he tried to get ahead of the 24-hour news cycle to make sure his side of the story is heard. I think... Uh, I think I like I'm not a player even more than I like um yeah yeah uh still not a player is like you know 10 20 times uh the hit in terms of plays on Spotify but yeah uh, I'm not a player is dirtier it, he talks about eating cunt cunt is like my Bruh. favorite wear of all time I I it's I it's ultra misogynistic it sounds it's you know like a word is so gross and dirty like you 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 hear the sounds and you just the sounds are is disgusting like that's the word cunt to me it's it's yeah so him like when he describes eating cunt and like you know the <laughs> shit that happens with mm. his balls and it's like that that's that song is so fucking funny to me. I don't know if it should be funny, but it is funny to me. I you know so that that makes me a fucking fan. Um, what else do I want to say about Big Pun? Um, okay, so I want to talk about. Uh, okay, so back to like the flavors of misogyny. Uh, you know, question that we were talking about earlier because like. Big Pun will say uh, he threatens to make his baby mama turn up missing, but that's only after she uses him for money, bangs his friends, and bad mouths him to his child. So it's like, you know, he he he's he's not throwing <laughs> it out there like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, we just met and I want to bang, but I'm not giving you ten cents to put de- uh, cheese on a Whopper. I don't know. He, I. Uh, as as much as he's uh, willing to use violence or the threat of violence, uh, you, you know, I think it t- it takes more for him to to get to that level. Um, but yeah, that that song that I was just referring to, which is called uh, was it? It's punished me. I think I have I have some lyrics to punish me that I want to read as soon as I can find where they are. Um, what was the part that I wanted to say for the? I didn't bother, but you probably find your lover dead. He robbed me of my honor. You ain't shit like my mother said. God damn. Never again. Never pretended that he doesn't have a father. I'm always there and you don't want to bother. I honor my word on my father's grave. Guide him through his hardest age so he can thrive and survive in these modern days. I want to raise my little man, but you keep resisting. I'm insisting you chill for real before you come up missing. Listen, I don't want to fight. I'd rather do what's right. A boy needs a father more than that's the most important part of his life. God damn. Well, uh, lyrics like that, like hit me hard. Like a lot, a lot of men say shit like that. Uh, I, I, I want, I wonder if he means it. I fucking hope he does. I, I, I know that, um, uh, you know, I I, th- I I get fucking angry at my father when I hear that like lyrics. It's like I, I wish my dad fucking was big pun because then uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah. whether to laugh or cry right now. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, but big pun's my number one for the week. Uh, hell yeah, that's it. Yeah, this is my favorite of the week. Uh, musically and vocally, I'm going to say that this album is a masterpiece. Now, 
I have the same complaints for this record as I did with Biggie's Ready to Die. It's too long, right? And I pretty much hate all of the sketches. Taster's Choice, in particular, I fucking despise, okay? Now, the other ones are passable. There's a bunch of jokes going on and everything, and it does tie it all together. This, But, like, musically, this record is so solid that I don't even need any of the sketches. Anyway, the the song, taste, uh, the sketch, or whatever you want to call it, Taster's Choice, there's a couple comments on uh, on that on YouTube. One says, I'm cleaning my house, and this shit starts blasting. What the fuck, pun? And then next one says, do all 90s rappers have sex simulations on their albums? Biggie, pun, Dre, lol. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there is there is one also on Ready to Die. Um, but, anyway, the rapping is so smooth on this record. Uh, it sounds fucking great. Uh, so this is not a gangster rap record, uh, but it's still pretty fucking aggressive at points. Uh, and I just think that it's really well made overall. Okay, a couple songs I want to talk about. So yeah, they did I'm Not a Player, which comes after Still Not a Player. So it's funny that two of the three singles from this record are versions of the same song. And so yeah, some people are going to prefer I'm Not a Player and then more people are probably going to prefer uh, Still Not a Player. That song has uh, Joe on it, which his part is definitely the version that's sending that song higher into the charts. There was a movie called Miss March that was made by some of the guys from The Whitest Kids You Know. It bombed or whatever. It's like everyone fucking hates it. It's like a universally hated movie. I love that movie. I watch it regularly. I mm-hmm. think it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. There's a rapper that they meet in that movie. Do you guys remember uh, Craig Ferguson? I think that's what his name is. The guy from The Office. Okay. He's a rapper. His name is horsedick.mpeg, okay? Mm. And he has a hit song called I'm a Fuck a White Bitch. But mm. the radio version is called I'm a Love a White Girl. And when I see the music <laughs> video for Still Not a Player, Bruh. and so the chorus is I'm not a player, I just fuck a lot. But the chorus in the video is I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. And when I hear it, it's like, I think that this song is the inspiration for that part of the movie. And whenever I hear it, it fucking makes me laugh because... It, I don't know, like it takes so like the the joke is I'm not a player. I just fuck it. That is the joke. And then they kind of remove the joke just so they can get it on TV or the radio where the fuck it was going. So mm-hmm. I do think of horsedig.mpeg whenever I hear that song. Uh, and it fucking makes me laugh. Everyone hates that movie. I don't care. I love it. Uh, Rob Rob, the song Punish Me. How in the name of hell that wasn't a single uh, is beyond me. That is a singles wet dream. Uh, easy million dollars right there. Multi-million dollars. Banger song. Um, one thing that, I, oh, one thing I love about that song is how, uh, you have Miss Jones, uh, guesting on that and she doesn't just come in on the chorus to sing. She is singing constantly through the verses. She's in the mix. And then she also sings in the choruses. And I don't think I hear that very often. A lot of times when people have a guest, they'll come in at a specific part and they're not normally like weaved into the rest of the song, but it is in that. And it's fucking great. And when she's in the mix singing during the verses, big pun is rapping over her and it's fucking awesome. Uh, another song I want to talk about is uh, Super Lyrical. Uh, I think Rob uh, had brought it up. So like even like the non-hits on this album could be hits. Uh, and, and both of the guys on here, so you have Big Pun and Black Thought, and they make like what they what they're doing they make it like seem so easy but it's because these guys are like god tier level. So yeah, this record for me with pretty much at least Taster's Choice removed from it is is my number one. The other intro like the other sketches or whatever I can live with, even though I don't want them. Uh, but that one got to go. I fucking hate, like, I despise this. I'm not even like a prude. I don't give a shit. But when I hear it, I'm like, this shit boils my blood. I fucking hate this. Uh, Jomo, what do you think about Capital Punishment? Well, first, I want to I wanna thank Rob for keeping his composure while reporting from Niame Najir as uh, mm. tensions are rising 
and there's mm-hmm. gunfire in the streets. Thank you, Rob, for mm-hmm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, for a guy as large as Big Pun, uh, he rapped in such a seamless flow, man. He he just had this 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 swag on him. The way he rapped, it was very deep. It was very just confident, man. And you just when you saw him like rap, even as fucking as uh, as he was distorting space and time, he fucking he he pulled you towards him. My question is, was this dude's diet strictly tres leches? Like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Um, the flows on Super Lyrical, bro, uh, to me are fucking ridiculous. They take a lesson from all these member rappers. That's what they need to do. This is how it's made. This is how you make music. Um, things I don't believe, um, to me in the video, still not a player. You can uh, see pun exiting a helicopter. I'm not saying he can't afford, uh, the, the helicopter Mm -hmm. ride. I'm saying there's no way a helicopter could support the payload um, mm-hmm. Of big pun, yeah. um, he's just too large. Nor do yeah. I believe they could reinforce the suspension and the frame mm-hmm. of that motorcycle he rolls in on. It was just mm-hmm. struck like bro, like that dude's too fat to be doing that. Dream, <laughs> Dream Shatter. I want to tell you something about Dream Shatter, dude. It is a personal hype song for me. It's like it's the shit that's like before I get into a workout. I am not lying to you. I'll go on iTunes and I'll fucking put on Dream Shatter. It is just like, it's a hype song, man. It gets me in the fucking mood. It makes me want to do this shit, man. Um, But to me, it's like, what's amazing is that Big Pun almost weighed 700 fucking pounds before he died. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. 700 pounds. Another thing that I enjoyed is the use of turntables on the record. It's... To me, it, it the use of turntables, it blends so fucking well, dude. Um, I, I can't even tell you how much I enjoy listening to turntables um, with a record. It, it, it's astounding. And rappers don't use it today. They got all this other shit. They got auto-tune. They got, you know, mixing tables. They got all these things. Good for them, but it sounds like shit. Uh, Glamour Life, to me, has so much bass. Uh, I'm about to start fucking... Uh, threading my eyebrows and putting on a fucking sound system in my car just to listen to that fucking song, okay? And, you know, last but not least, uh, Cuban Link on uh, Glamour Life. I'm the Latino that will take you to war like Al Pacino. Even De Niro knows not to gamble in my casino. God damn, is that a fucking lyric? Like, Pun had everyone on his record, bro. Literally everyone... He tied in. He got love from Big L uh, back in the day. Him and Fat Joe knew him. Fucking Jay-Z. Everyone in the New York game. There, there's more collective love in the East Coast rap scene than there ever will be in the West Coast rap scene, bro. It's fucking trash. Uh, Punk could have been the, be- the best rapper of all time, but he loved Chuletas way too much. Um... Okay, final thought. My critique is that I would... I, I, I could listen to this and love every song. I, I could, you know, just basically enjoy it. And this is an all-time record. This is one of my top records for fucking rap. But every time I have to listen to pun, like, inhale, exhale, and it sounds like a pug struggling to breathe on a summer day, it is bad. And it's just like, bro, like, my man, can you lose a few pounds? Uh, you're about to go into cardiac arrest, which he did, and he died. Thank you. Thank you, Jomo. So yeah, uh, oh, you you mentioned you mentioned um, Glamour Life. So one of the things with with the the collaborations on here is Big Pun 
so like, there's a comment on Glamour Life. It says, Cuban Link and Big Pun's chemistry is so underrated. He has chemistry with these people. He knows these people. He's friends with these people. Uh, and they work. That's why they're working so well to, together. On Capital Punishment, there's a, there is a, a uh, comment on YouTube that says, his flow can't even be seen from second place. So there are some people who say that Big Pun is the best of all time. I, I, I've deleted, I don't know, like I, when I was writing up, I had some takes about who, who I think is the best, but I, I don't think anyone necessarily needs to be crowned right now. But when I hear this, I don't know, this to me is like top tier of the nineties. There's, there's not much that's better than this. Mm. Uh, Jomo brought up that big pun is, uh, obviously overweight and he sounds sometimes that he, uh, you can hear him breathing. Uh, so on the, on song 17 here, which is twins, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So Twins has like almost 8 million views. Uh, it's a good song. Could have been a single, but there's a comment that says Big Pun's flow is incredible. Now, when you think about somebody rapping, you don't always think about all like the things that are involved, but this guy says breath control, enunciation, pitch, and cadence are unmatched. So yeah, he, he does have, he, he's a pro. I, I, I noticed some of the breathing, but I hear like when people are talking fast or rapping, I hear that in quite a bit of songs. Anyway, there's tons of Bo Burnham songs where you can hear him inhaling, uh, so this is not nearly as noticeable as that. So I'm, I'm fine with that. I never was like, Oh my God, it sounds like a barnyard animal is trying to breathe. <laughs> so, so like, I, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving it a pass. Yeah. I, I've never really felt that way. Like you can't hear it at points, but I, it's never taken away from, me. um, it's never taken away anything from this record for me. Uh, last couple songs I want to talk about. Uh, so when you hear the song, like you ain't a killer, right? So, okay. When I hear that song, it's like people involved with this have to be one of like the rap dream teams. It's like every team, everything they touch is gold, right? The flow, the chill, the beats, the delivery, like everything is fucking awesome. This record, I will also listen to every song minus all the sketches that get fucking chucked in the garbage. Uh, no, song number 12. I don't know if anyone brought it up. Caribbean connection. Caribbean correction, however the fuck you pronounce that. Uh, it has Wyclef in it, right? And again, one of my favorite things from uh, rap is the guest appearances. And he and Big Pun can blend with all these people and like having uh, these co these collaborations and everything. In my opinion, like boosts this record up to eleven. Uh, so yeah, he again, like I brought it up in Glamour Life or whatever. His chemistry with everybody is fucking awesome. And tucked all the way at the end of this album, the very last song, uh, "Parental Discretion" has Busta Rhymes. And if mm. you don't remember that song or you didn't listen to it, go back because he doesn't have a verse or anything. He just has random shit that he says throughout the song, and it's fucking ridiculous and hilarious. Mm. Uh, so it's good to, to see uh, Busta there. Uh, he is uh, one of the more famous rappers from like the early 2000s, maybe late 90s, whenever he was having his heyday or whatever. So he's also there tucked away all the way at the end. Uh, is there anything that anyone wants to say about Capital Punishment before we read some comments and get out of here? Yeah. I was pumped when I heard Busta. I fucking love that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, okay, a couple of comments. First one says, truly a masterpiece. Next one says, pun was way ahead of his time. I don't care what anyone says. He's the GOAT. He's up there. He's up there. I'm going to save some of my, my hot takes, uh, but he is up there if he's not number one. Uh, probably one of the best albums to drop in 98 and one of the most underrated albums in, his, in the history of hip-hop. Next one says, this album ain't no joke, son. And lastly, people slept on Big Pun. To all you real fans, mad props. So, yeah, it's big. It's a legendary record. Uh, if this is the only album that comes out in your lifetime, at least it was a fucking banger. Hmm. Are we all set? Ready to uh, get the fuck out of here? Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys know what we're going to do next week? What are we doing next it's week? It's your pick, right? I want to do four greatest hits. Oh, my okay. God. I want to do Britney Spears. God fucking do... damn it. I hate you. I want to do Christina Aguilera. Mm. I want to do 
the Spice Girls and I want to do Mandy Moore because there's like nobody else. So just their greatest cool. hits. Uh, I think some you guys will like some of it. There's probably metal versions of, of some of it that you'll probably like more. Uh, anyway, check those out and we'll come back and talk about it next week. Well, the, thank you for listening. Um, next week will be my self-deletion episode. Take care. <laughs>